Currently, I have no set idea for what my future job will be, but I do know that my passion lies in traveling, languages, and communication. Roughly, my idea of the future would be working at a firm or company managing foreign relations and exchanges. However, I'm also debating on going down the diplomatic route. I think the real world of work will look really different when our generation goes in.、Um, I think with The consequences of lockdown. Everyone will, well, not everyone, but I think a higher proportion of working people will be at home and using Zoom calls and Teams much more. I think there'll be less、um, physical interaction between companies and more just online. Imagine this: eighty-five percent of the jobs that today's college students will hold in a decade haven't yet been invented. Many of us have heard similar pronouncements for some long while now, and perhaps we've already experienced this reality in our own lives. According to the Institute for the Future, an independent nonprofit that has been looking ahead as far as possible for the last 50 years, in the new world of work, the mindset one needs for work has to shift to one in which an individual understands they will be learning continuously to create a career. Technology change will continue to provide new opportunities to work differently. Artificial intelligence will make many roles obsolete, even as it creates new ways to earn a living. Certainly, while it's not possible to know precisely how the world of work will look in 2030, the Bureau of Labor Statistics suggests that today's students will have eight to ten jobs by the time they are 38, and many will have more than one income stream. That's a lot of different jobs. So, how do we prepare girls for a future like this? How do we future-proof them? A new term developed for the times in which we live. What skills and competencies do they need to anticipate new work realities and flex with them? It's never too soon to start the conversation about work with a young girl, especially if we want them to steer their own course to a future in which they are the ones asking "What if?" as they imagine possibilities. I'm Trudy Hall, your host for On Educating Girls. A podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools for Parents, All Girls, Everywhere. And to make my point about a changing world of work, the notion of a podcast host would not have been in my imagination those many years ago when I was preparing for a career. My guests today are Samantha Price, the head of school of the Benenden School in Cranbrook, England, and Helen Semple, the academic deputy head there, who have made it their mission to ensure that girls have a complete education. One that includes the competencies required to future-proof them in the workplace. The students' voices you will hear are those of Benenden girls. If you like what you hear in this episode, we encourage you to rate and review it, or simply forward it along so that others can start thinking about how to prepare their daughters for a world in which work looks quite different. A warm welcome to you both, Sam and Helen. I'm eager to hear more about the good thinking behind the Benenden Professional Skills Program. Hi, Trudy. Great to great to be here, and、uh, and Helen is obviously with me as well. Yes,、uh, lovely to be here. Thank you very much. Well, it seems like the best place to start is at the beginning. So, where did this idea come from? How did you decide to add a a professional or workplace skills program, and why is this the job of secondary schools? And Sam, you probably have to answer this question all the time. Why don't we start with you there? So the story starts in 2015, a year after I arrived at Benenden, and during my first、uh, six months in post, I sat down with the academic deputy head,、um, then Leslie Tyler, 
And uh, we looked at the curriculum and we felt that in the sixth form curriculum, there was something more that we could add for those last two years of every student's education. And we wanted it to be unique to Benenden. Uh, we had explored whether to look at the IB programme, which has a bit more breadth um, than the, the British A-level programme. But we thought, actually, no, let's do something that's absolutely unique to our school that is going to enable our students to be future ready. So what we decided to do was we looked at the World Economic Forum uh, competencies, sort of workplace competencies. And we also looked at um, what employers were wanting for their for their for graduates and we combined the two and what was quite interesting is that when we were talking to employers um, both parents but but also um sort of employers that we have connections with um here at the school the consistent message that we were receiving was that graduates are incredibly well educated they tend to be pretty articulate at interview but actually what they seemed to lack was any sort of real world experience and so they, that all of the reading that they had done and the learning that they had done both at school and university wasn't actually making them ready for the workplace. And there was a weakness there. So we felt at secondary school that this was a this was a gap that we could plug. And um, so within our program, we decided to, to focus it entirely, particularly to begin with, around the sorts of skills that the students were going to need for the workplace. Um, and then we evolved that into life skills as well, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit about later on. So you've anticipated my question, which was, you know, what research did you do um, as you launched the program? Um, how, you know, as you think about the competencies, does uh, one of you just want to list off all the competencies that you're tackling? Have you got a list ready there? I know it's, it's pretty impressive. So really looking at complex problem solving skills, uh, critical thinking, uh, creativity and sort of having that ability and that appetite to, to be able to take initiative, um, people management and really working as part of a team, um, coordinating obviously with others, um, being able to negotiate uh, and then actually an aspect that I think is incredibly important and that's the service orientation. So all of our students um, started to have talks on uh, sort of financial literacy, which is incredibly important, including um, what a pension is when you're 16. The idea of a pension just seems completely alien, but it's really important to think about it. Um, taxes, being able to manage bills um, and energy costs. Uh, we thought that was really important because actually we felt that students at home, they, they needed to be a little bit more aware of some of the bills that their own parents are having to pay. And perhaps that might make them a little bit more thoughtful in terms of when they turn their lights out, for example, and uh, and so on at home. Um, student financing, really important for, for college, being able to find accommodation when you're not in, in residential accommodation at university or, or college as well, how to negotiate a lease. So those were sort of some of the financial things that we did. We then introduced a, a programme on entrepreneurship. So we actually started this lower down the school um, and we extended it into the professional skills programme we then introduced some real life projects. So, for example, um, a micro, building a microlight aeroplane. We've built two of these. Uh, and what you do is you, you basically you purchase a flat pack um, aeroplane. And then over a 12 month period, um, the students actually built these microlight aeroplanes. And we've flown both of them. And I've actually flown in one of them, which was the most amazing experience flying over my school 
on a Sunday morning, very early, going too low and getting the most incredible aerial photos. It sounds as if you've actually been able to perfect adding five more hours into the school day as well. That's a really impressive list. And I guess you're, I'm guessing that your parents are pretty excited that you're teaching them about energy costs at home, uh, particularly as we all face rising energy costs in this day and age. So, so then uh, did she forget anything, Helen? Is there anything you want to add to that impressive list? So I think the only thing that has um, changed or that has been sort of extended in, in more recent years is this concept of um, inclusive leadership. And so I think whilst the World Economic Forum's 2025 skill sets, um, Sam has already largely listed, the, the few that probably are on there, which um, we know future, uh, future employers are looking at, are things like the the personal brand, the authenticity uh, the ability to influence, um, thinking about how we communicate and how we communicate with impact, um, basically that resilience and being future ready. And so the the bit where the professional skills program has been adapted is really in that inclusive leadership space. Um, so that actually our students, when they um, when they finish their sixth form experience, they are at, actually ready for those um, leadership behaviours, because that's, that's, again, really important. We don't want to focus on leadership roles anymore, because I think that's very traditional. And although we have leadership roles within schools, it's really looking at the behaviours. And so our students undertake now, as part of the professional skills programme, a full inclusive leadership course. In terms of real world work skills, I think that critical thinking seems very relevant to me. Um, I think this is because it really kind of allows you to tie together all of the other more practical skills that we've been learning as well. For example, analytical skills and problem solving. Um, and this kind of means to be able to be presented with an unfamiliar situation. And I mean, not necessarily knowing the answer, but just being able to think through the problem, problem logically and um, use the skill sets that you have and use your knowledge and your experience to be able to offer a solution in a way that others might not be able to do. I think that the most relevant real world skills the school has taught me is public speaking, teamwork, management and leadership. These are all transferable skills and would be useful no matter the occasion. However, I feel most partial towards public speaking as a skill. I think that the ability to speak clearly and confidently is something that everyone could benefit from. And I think that it is great that the school offers so many opportunities, whether it be speaking up in front of prayers, in MUN or in debating. I think that no matter the circumstance, clarity of expression and the ability to stay calm under pressure and convey yourself cohesively gives you an advantage over the situation and makes you stand out as a character of composure. Uh, Sam mentioned previously the entrepreneurship program, and I know that folds really nicely um, into everything that you do and really seems to hit a lot of high points. Uh, Sam, Helen, which one of you wants to tackle an explanation of that program? So the entrepreneurship is um, it's, a, it's now a, a term length um, course for our sixth form. And what it manages to do is actually get experts from the world of business into the school. So it really increases their networking opportunities, but also to real life examples of, of how people manage um, within businesses and a variety of businesses as well. Um, and then they have the opportunities to learn, again, um, 
how to create their own business. So they're given a set amount of, of money. It's not vast. Um, but then they have to then think through a business plan. They have mentors from the world of work to um, support their learning of how to create that business plan. Then they actually follow through and create the business, run the business um, for one of our academic terms. And we have a thing here called um, Dragon's Den. Um, and we have various members of staff who become dragons, which doesn't sound great, but they become dragons and they judge the students' business plans uh, alongside um, sort of professionals on how they have managed to explore each of the different elements. I think um, for me, I, I've only seen it run through once, obviously, um, since I've been at the school. But what's really exciting is the fact that the the variety and the diversity of the business leaders that come in and speak to the girls is really important. So actually, we've got um, a young ent uh, entrepreneur um, who comes in and talks about a business that he set up. Um, I think it's called Tom's Trunks. Um, he, he set up as a young man himself. And actually, to see somebody young coming up with an idea, being creative. Again, we talk a lot about um, creative thinking and um, trying to allow students the, the space to be creative. I think this gives them a real handle into exploring ideas and then to see someone being successful with that. Um, and then alongside all of those sort of practical components, the students also study some of the theory around um, business. And that's where some of the financial literacy comes in. That's where some of the, the I guess, the, the slightly more old school, traditional um, uh, elements of professional skills. So how to um, apply for jobs, um, you know, what makes you stand out in an application form, how to manage yourself within an interview. So we've managed to interweave within that program some of the um, the core aspects of professional skills alongside a very modern approach um, to getting people into the school, thinking about business differently, thinking about how people are being more creative nowadays and coming up with different ideas. The, the inclusion of the notion of the dragon's den is so real world. Uh, we've all we've all seen that play out where it matters how you do the presentation uh, and doing the presentation really determines whether or not you will get the opportunity that you are so passionate about. So nice inclusion there. And I love the fact that you have younger people modeling their success. I think we've all learned that when we toss out uh, somebody who's successful mid-career, that's not as meaningful uh, to the girls as it is to see somebody just the next chapter in their life already being successful. So if you think about uh, ways in which you've included these real world competencies, it sounds like a lot of thought has gone into that. And you've been very intentional about ensuring that at every step you've got real world competencies. Can you talk a little bit more um, about how you get folks beyond your school community in. You've mentioned that you have a young professional coming in. Are there others that you bring in from the outside world to ensure the relevance of the program? Yes. So, I mean, we, we draw on our alumni quite a lot. And um, we have a, a platform at the school. It's an online platform called Benenden Connects. And what that means is we connect as many alumni as we possibly can. And then they put up their details, obviously their professional sort of area of professional expertise and our students can contact them whenever they want to um, and get advice, which is really, really helpful. And we very often bring them in to come and talk to the students. So one of our um, alumni, she set up uh, an amazing jewellery business actually called My Flash Trash. Um, so it's, it's all, all focused on 
on her jewellery. Uh, her name is Amber Atherton. She's become quite a big name. And actually, she started the business and then she went on and sold it for sort of multi-millions of pounds. And um, she's only in her late 20s and she's really cool. So uh, when she when she came in, um, the girls were incredibly excited and they literally just, just sort of hung off her every word. And she's very kindly because she's so so um, committed to the entrepreneur program here. She actually donates to an annual award, which her name, we put, we put her name to it. Um, so every year, one of our students will get the Amber Atherton Award. Um, and then we've also got a um, another, uh, actually a member of our governing council. Uh, he actually sponsors a younger student every year. Sort of, we have a, an, an entrepreneur uh, program, which is for our sort of 14, 15 year olds and they receive a prize. And part of that prize is to be able to go and spend time with an entrepreneur, which he funds, um, to be able to give them the platform and that sort of experience in, in the real world as well. Uh, and all of that is, 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 is incredibly important to them. And it kind of helps them to recognize that actually this is a very tangible opportunity for them, um, which, they, which they don't have to wait until they're in their mid twenties to be able to access. After spending time getting real world work skills, I would definitely say that the most most relevant ones are the simple ones that you don't really notice, like time management or like teamwork skills, communication, leadership. There's just so many and I experience them all in different ways, in different situations at school with, with work, for example, like knowing and learning how to manage my time has been really important. And yeah, it has taken me time to adjust to how the schedule is run in terms of, of workload and its frequency. But um, I can see how useful it's going to be for me at university in the future. And you've both mentioned, interesting as you tell that story, you've both mentioned networking and the importance of networking. You know, those of us who work with girls knows that oftentimes girls experience that word or interpret that word differently than the business world does. Helen, why don't you go ahead and, and tackle uh, what is this networking thing that's different? So I think for us, it's about ensuring that um, the young people in our, in our school are forming positive relationships and, and positive professional relationships with um, students outside of um, our school, but also um, staff and, again, um, people that we are able, as um, an independent sector, able to invite into our schools. And so actually, as part of, again, the Inclusive Leadership Programme, uh, they share that training with our one of our local boys' schools. So again, we've got um, students in our school working with um, with the boys as well, and doing so in a an intelligent and um, an academic manner. But actually, showing them how to build those relationships so that um, it, it's not just about you know a social aspect, but it's also thinking, you know, how am I also giving back and, and, and adding to other people and other people's networks. So I think for us, you know, we all live now in, a, in an era of LinkedIn and, and making sure that we have this really strong um, network that we all use as professionals um, in our lives. And it's looking at how our students are now building up the networks that they have. So, for example, we have a law mentor um, from a, a very well-established law firm in, in the UK and our students have the opportunity to to work with one of these um, lawyers. And actually, even by doing that and by doing work experience, you're building up your network. And it's about utilising the contacts that you have. And I'm not saying that 
you'll get a job because of, you know, the, the contacts that you've made. But actually, nowadays, we've got so many students that, that leave with very good academic results. And we have to find things that differentiate our students. In terms of how I'm preparing for my future career, um, I've decided to apply to study medicine at university. Um, and so there's definitely multiple things I'm doing to try and get ready for this in later in life. Um, one of the things I have coming up is my medical interviews. And so I have very much been focusing on these and trying to use this as an experience to kind of get a more realistic sense of what it's like to be a doctor through a lot of kind of further reading and exploration of the career, um, which I think has really helped me to understand a bit more. And a lot of kind of what you need for interviews as well is a lot of self-reflection. And I think these are great skills to have in life just generally. Um, and really kind of looking at my past experiences and my work experience and kind of looking at how this has shaped my desire to become a doctor. Love the nuanced difference between uh, confidence and arrogance. Uh, it just to me shows the intentionality of what you're doing in the program that you're actually having that conversation about the differences there. And as you think about this then, uh, clearly you've been intentional and inclusive. What are the girls saying? So um, I think what's really imp impressive and important is that a sixth form experience has to be beyond just the academic. Um, it has to be, you know, schools have got to offer more than, than just lessons. And I think what our students will be saying is that actually they're getting that real life experience. They're getting that access to um, to people who are inspiring them. And it may well be, I think we, we know that 65% of the jobs that our young people are going to go into haven't been created yet. Um, but actually having those connections, being able to meet people who inspire you to go and study something or inspire you um, to, to research something more means that, um, you know, they're getting opportunities. So I think they would say, and we review them, we, you know, we, we do surveys, we talk to them about the sorts of things that they want. They help build the program. Um, so I think it's about making sure that we are appealing to the interests that they have whilst giving them a really solid ground. So I can see why parents might like a program like that. It defers, defers the cost of uh, going on to school. What feedback are you getting from parents? Are they, they seeming to uh, uh, like this program? Are they offering up additional suggestions based upon what they're hearing? Benenden works as a very strong community and so as part of the the program parents do actually come in and, and deliver certain talks or indeed um, share their examples of um, you know working within businesses as well so it's quite a, a quite a community project as well. So it's fabulous and exciting that this program is so nicely embedded at Benenden but can you offer some advice to parents who may be looking for ways to have conversations about real work competencies with their daughters and don't have the good fortune to be in England? And I think part of it is that around, around the dinner table, it's parents sharing with their daughters their own experience of work. And uh, very often they will be line managers to other people. They will be interviewing. And it's a question of them communicating I think, to their daughters about what are the competencies that they are looking for? What are the values of their organisation? And I think it's, uh, I remember when I first started working, I didn't start in education, but nobody talked about values of the workplace. And actually now we all do, but you sort of have to understand what that really means. And I think that wherever parents can actually link their daughters up with friends who are in different professions, 
it gives them a breadth of opportunity to be able to talk um, to other people in in their in their work lives and about their work lives and also to get work experience you know you can have work experience working in a shop um, or filing in an in an office but in, and or you can go and have sort of medical work experience and some of it will be wonderful the work experience other work experiences aren't good but actually that's as important as showing you what you don't want to do as much as actually how you do want to spend your adult life as well um, I would also encourage all teenagers to do paid by the hour work um, in the holidays as well. And again, getting you know that, that sense of understanding, you know, what is the value of a pound or a dollar and how hard do you have to work to be able to, to get that? And again, that could be really good at sort of inspiring you as to what you actually want to go on and do as well. Helen, you may want to add to that too. I think the only thing that we haven't really touched on um as yet that I think parents could be really key to is the concept of failure and I think actually talking about the fail fast and fail forward and actually sharing with their their daughters that you know you don't come up with a business idea and you know you're not all going to create the next Apple or or you're not going to be the next Elon Musk or whoever it is but actually it takes time and I think you know we talk about resilience but also we should be talking about that that failing forward and that learning from your mistakes um, and that actually it is about perseverance and it is about um, you know being creative thinking differently um, trying different ideas um, but ultimately sticking with it and I think parents could be absolutely key because I think it would be would be hard pushed to say that we hadn't failed at something in our lives and actually we've all got experience that we could share but we could also talk about um, the process by which we've learnt when things haven't quite gone to plan. So I think that would be good for a parent to talk through. These suggestions are right, spot on. I like them. I like the idea of uh, parents sharing their own experience of work and really talking about the values of the workplace and, you know, networking with your friends as well as you launch your daughter into that sphere. And Sam, I love the notion of making sure that a student does um, paid by the hour work. It's just a great life experience, isn't it? So as we think about um, ending this time together, um, I'm really curious as to what each of you, and I'm going to go to each of you and give you sort of an, an end opportunity to what do you believe about the world of work and what do you know that your girls are going to have to be able to be and know to be able to be successful there can you leave us with some pearls of wisdom about ensuring that the girls have the competencies they need so i think for me um when we're looking at that future world of work um i would say the the three most important things are that students are agile um that they're inquisitive, they want to learn, they really take joy in, in learning something. Um, and ultimately, um, uh, probably because it's something I'm very passionate about, it's about making sure that um, we're inclusive um, and that we, we think uh, differently and intentionally in our behaviours. Um, and hopefully that will lead to success. So I think for me, it would be uh, the importance of taking risks, which I think girls can be quite reluctant to do and sort of going, going back to what Helen was saying and uh, being prepared to fail and just, just to keep on going. Um, to, 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 to lean in and not be afraid to, to, create, to submit an idea, particularly when you're around a table 
and uh, and and not shy away if you're because you're worried that somebody may may dismiss what you're saying. And I think to just absolutely recognize the the power of a team and the different skill sets that you have um, with amongst a group of people, recognizing what your skills are, uh, not beating yourself up for what you're not good at, but making sure that on the team that you're in, um, you can complement your own skill sets and just how powerful that is. In terms of what the real world of work will look like for our generation, um, I think that's quite a difficult question to answer. Um, the world is constantly changing so, so much. And so, I mean, quite a lot of the careers that I think our generation will go into might not even exist yet. Um, you know, as the world constantly um, undergoes innovations and changes, um, I do think that kind of generally the world of work has moved away from valuing kind of very superficial skills or just kind of knowledge and have very much moved into um, valuing people who are able to think more deeply and have, you know, the skills of critical thinking um, and problem solving and things like that. And so I think that um, this will kind of continue into the future and actually really valuing people from their kind of core skills, which have developed over a lot of time. Um, and yeah, I think very much there's just going to be so many different opportunities and possibilities that we haven't even thought of. Um, and so I think I'm very excited to see what actually the world of work will look like for our generation in the future. I think jobs and job opportunities are going to change so much in terms of technological advancements and there will be job opportunities for our generation that likely don't exist yet but I think that means it will be based on creativity a lot because of how much our generation strive for the idea of innovation and therefore progress and I and we're seeing that change more and more and I think it will also look very community based as well and the skill of being able to build that relationship in a group of people will gain importance for sure because of how much COVID and lockdowns impacted the world. So let me see how good a student I've been. Um, what I just heard was a bit of a recipe, uh, which is it begins with the inclusive behaviors. It begins with understanding that this is not about roles. This really is about inclusive behaviors and thoroughly owning your own inclusive behaviors and the responsibility to be inclusive. But then it's important that you know you're going to fail forward. So you might as well take the risk, lean in, knowing that you can use the entire team that you now have the skills to build to ensure that you will ultimately have the success that your passion drives you to. Does that sound like a, a fairly good menu? It sounds fantastic. I need to write that down. <laughs> this has been on Educating Girls, a podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools to address real issues that impact the lives of girls we know. As always, we welcome your thoughts. So please send comments and questions to podcast at girlschools.org and join us next time as we share insights and resources. Thanks for listening. It's important to the girls in your lives that you do.